hello. Greetings. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. We're at my old workplace. Place of employment. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, had a bit of a... Sp- I wish I could think of that name of your place where I used to work. Sorry? Where I sent here. Oh, we're not at Lysentia, no. LOL. Um, we're at Otter's Promise. It's, what is it, like 4.30 on a Friday? No, quarter to five ish, on a Friday? Ish, yeah. There's some fun, fun lights around. Yeah, they've decorated since I was last year and it's um, it's jumping. Yeah, walking say. down uh, High Street and turning into the, what is now, I don't know, if was, it, that, was that door always as like far opening as that? Yeah, yeah. It's been it always been a gigantic door. Oh, but you, maybe they only used to open it well, partial? Well, in, in wintertime, yeah, right. it's a real problem. Well, I think this is the first time that I've seen it all the way open. Yeah, And yeah. also with the fun lights. Yeah, yeah. It's a good vibe. Yeah, they've done an excellent job. There's outside seating now. Tell you what, since they got rid of that dead weight. Yeah, I know. The old barman. Exactly. Um, and we're drinking a Burnley Pills. Yeah. You're on your second Burnley Pills. Yeah, day. I love it. It's so good. You can't get enough. It's just like... I mean, I walk maybe five to ten minutes from the station. It's a oppressively humid Melbourne overcast day. Yeah. Uh, nothing better. Yeah. Hey, uh, one thing I haven't mentioned. Did you have or you haven't? I haven't. Okay. Happy New Year. Likewise. First Same time we've you. caught First up since the New Year. Of the New Year, yeah. Um, I've been on two podcasts released since Ooh. the New Year. I think both of them were. I uh, listened to one of them this morning, yeah. There was the Good Beer Hunting one that just came out. I was chatting to Brian from Good Beer Hunting all about just some stuff I got in the works and some stuff I've done in the past. It was good, yeah. Uh, and then I was also on the Brews News podcast as well, uh, their 200th episode. So if you feel like you missed out on some Luke... Mate, what a good body of work to catch up yeah. on. Yeah. Um, what did you talk about on Brews News? Oh, we talked about my predictions for 2018. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you mean re- you recapped your yeah, 2018 yeah. predictions? Okay. Was, was Luke right or not? And were you? Mostly. Yeah, nice. I think the one thing I was wrong about was IP theft being an issue. Yeah, okay. It just turns out no, d- one, no one gives a shit. I even reckon that just too early, too early to tell. Like, yeah. it's, not clo- it's not a closed issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a looming threat that yeah. I still, like, facepalm when I see even, like, breweries that I really like. Like, come on, guys. Like, you just open, like, someone's going to get stung. Yep. Someone is. Um, and, it's, and some of it is precious IP that's very valuable. I may not be able to comment on this. Uh, okay. And I have to talk to your office off mic. Sure. Um, anyway, the other one thing I thought about that I'm, I'm super correct on, and I've been super correct on this for years, and I feel like I'm the only one that has Go been, on. is IPA. Yeah. Because everyone every year says IPAs are on the way out, sours, lagers, and you just can't keep IPAs down. They just um, keep on trucking. I also feel like uh, it's not a developed style yet. Like yeah. we haven't hit our stride of IPA yet. No, IPAs most are of like it's not good. I like T one thousand. Yeah, exactly. You get sick of it. You you lop a hand off. Sick of those multi ones, lop that hand off, and then all of a sudden it's sitting next to you in the helicopter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Do you remember when Terminator 2 first came out? And I feel like every TV show had some sort of Terminator 2 oh, reference on 100%, it. 100%, yeah. And like I don't reckon it's finished yet. Right. I reckon it's <laughs> as active as the IP debate, yeah. Have you seen that, that GIF or GIF of the, the uh, dog? What are those little dogs? Um, 
can't remember their name. Okay. But he's walking towards like a doggy or a baby gate to stop him getting through. And he's a fluffy dog. And he just walks straight through it. <laughs> <laughs> like all the fluff goes around. And so people have edited that with the um, Terminator 2. Yeah, really good. There's so much... Uh, I was going to say wasted talent, but I think just talent channeled through a um, useless medium yep. on the internet. Definitely. There is some Definitely. ripping stuff out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've recently... I guess much to my shame, got on into TikTok memes. I don't know what, I don't know what that Neither is. Neither did I until uh, our friend Cam from the Hypothetical Institute podcast didn't stop spamming us, sta- spamming me Talk with Talk to them. me about TikTok. So meme. TikTok is this new uh, service video platform similar to a Vine. Okay. Uh, I think it's a little bit longer and what you can do is you can reply to people's TikToks. Okay. So if you did a... Tic- with another yeah, yeah. video? Yeah. Right, so okay. So if you did a TikTok meme or not a meme a, a tiktok a post yeah and then someone could reply and it'll be side by side so like you could do a little duet oh okay or make a little meta commentary on theirs and they always just play simultaneously you can you can set it up to be different right so okay. like say say if you did one when you're complaining about something lame classic day yeah exactly i could make one like just going this guy with like I'm a little it. yeah sign saying Get a load of this jerk yeah, face. Yeah, exactly. I'm that would stupid. Something yeah. like that. Something <laughs> yeah. pretty fresh. Uh, <laughs> we could be big on TikTok. Um, but so Should we bring Australian beer into the TikTok world? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't got the energy for it. No? Okay. It's funny because it has certainly spawned its own subculture. Sure. And you see these kids, and the, most of them are essentially kids. There are some old dudes on it, mostly just saying racist things. Okay. Um, and, you know, they've created this whole world of uh, memes and responses to memes um, that is so, like, impenetrable if you don't know what's going on. And it takes you a while to really understand what's even the premise for this joke sure. that they're all enjoying. But once you're in, you're in. Yeah, once you're in, you're, you know, if someone says, I'm already Tracer, you know exactly the, the response to that. Um, we had to get on TikTok We've got memes. one TikTok meme fan <laughs> dying right now yeah. over this. Um, so that's what I had over Christmas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Very cool. You're in uh, NZ, if I'm not much mistaken, eh? I was in NZ just for six or seven days. See with the, the fam. fam? Yep. Didn't do too much in the way of beer, if I'm honest. Went to a small brewery in Littleton, uh, just near Christchurch, called Eruption Brewing. Eruption? Yep. yep. So Littleton is a... Um, Kind of inside the crater of an old volcano, okay, uh, which blew out and created a harbour, which is now Littleton. Some people might know the scenery of Littleton from the movie The Frighteners, oh, directed by Peter Jackson. Uh, good movie. Yeah, have you seen it? Don't think I have. It's really good. It's one of those movies that every time you see it, like I've seen it maybe a dozen times. Yeah, and I always just little get nuances there. Yeah, you know, like I always Roadhouse. Just like Roadhouse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, thinking about Roadhouse a lot lately. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's a good movie. Hmm. The, um, it's good. It's not a good movie. Yeah. But it is a good movie. Yeah, though. yeah. yeah. Um, no, they've got a lovely kind of rooftop area at, at Eruption. Um, we sat up there and kind of look, you could look over the New Zealand scenery. Um, the beers were were good. Uh, not great. Are they new? Yeah, they've oh, they've been around for a couple of years or a year okay. or so. Um, but would you say they're like typical of... A new brewery that hasn't quite dialed in. Yeah, what maybe. Um, I had the Kolsch and tasted beautiful. 
okay. like one of the nicest coaches. You know, exactly what you want from a coach, but just wasn't quite carbonated. It wasn't really lively. Yep. It was a little bit flat. So, you know, little things like that. Yeah, it um, definitely takes away from it. The IPA was, was good, just slightly maybe a bit too chewy, but enjoyable. So, you know, but I would go back there again and I'd sit on that rooftop and I'd have a pizza sure. and have a lovely time. So, yeah. Very good. Um, other than that, not too much beer-related things. What about you? Uh, not a great deal of beer stuff myself. I just had two Christmas Day uh, jaunts, one with my family, one with Steph's family, over three days. And each individual event was great, but two Christmas in three days, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I was pretty happy to get home and take my shoes off or whatever. I Over the Christmas New Year period, I... Um, Introduced myself to that new goat lager. Oh, yep. I knew it wasn't going to be like a period of like uh, concentrated enjoyment. So I saw those slabs for $47 or whatever. At What's its name? It's got a different name, isn't it? It's called Goat Very Enjoyable Beer, I think, or something yeah. like that. I've seen it on tap listed as Very Enjoyable Beer. Oh, is that right? Um, so I guess people that don't know, the Mountain Goat one... Um, it's kind of got an orange top like their summer ale can. It almost it's got a looks blue like bottom. a Pepsi can, like the two-tone yeah, and something yeah. and a name in the middle. Yeah. Uh, blue and orange. You quite like the can, look, the look of the can? Yeah, I do. I don't know if I'm feeling it. No, I, I, I am. I, yeah. I think it sort of works for the space it's trying to play in. Yeah. Um, which works for me. Yeah. It's yeah. just like from a distance, all you can see is two-tone colour and the word goat. And yeah, like that, yeah. that works for me. I guess a... Is if you can see it and recognize it, that's, that's sure. the battle, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it works in that sort of sense. And it's sort of almost like a summer ale light. It's like okay. a drier, crisper, uh, similar hot profile to the summer ale, but it's super dry and crisp. I, r- I really liked it. Awesome. Um, I, was, I wasn't really sure what to think about, what to, what to think of it. So I got it again. For, I bought a slab for Christmas and... Drank the rest of it, and because I hosted I like New Year's, you weren't sure what to think of it, so you got a slab. Well, <laughs> I knew what it was like. I knew it was gonna uh, do the job that I wanted it to do. Yeah, particularly over the hot weather time. Exactly right. And then I hosted New Year's at my place, so I had half a slab left over, and I just got another one just to put in an esky for anyone to play beer pong with or yeah. do whatever uh, if they didn't have enough drinks or whatever. Um, I really liked it. So what a good host. No, you got to do that, don't you? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. You can't have someone come to your house, not bring enough alcohol, yeah. and then just have to deal with it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but, yeah, the New Year's Eve in my house turned more lively than it was ever intended. Great. I We invited maybe eight people, yep. or maybe ten. For a while, I really thought it was going to be four people, including yeah, yeah, yeah. me and Steph, so two other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. We were ready for a very quiet evening, and then everyone that we invited came, but also said, oh, I've got this friend or these two friends that aren't doing anything. Do you mind if they come? And I thought, we've got plenty of space and whatever, so we had no issue, but yeah. it ended up being sort of like 20, 23 people at Great. the place. Yeah, and most of them stayed over. Okay. So, yeah, it Sign was... Um, good night. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> you don't seem like you're selling. Oh, it was just uh, unexpected. Okay. No, it, it, was a, it was a really, really fun night. Yeah. Have you ever played Finska before? 
yeah, I have briefly. Um, we were going to get my sister and her family Finsker for Christmas, so it's, it sort of popped up recently. Yeah, it was a... Um, it's the kind of game I can get super into. Yeah, it was a hotly contested game over the night. For anyone that hasn't played before, it's uh, 12 uh, like wooden pins that you set up in a triangular formation. Each one's numbered 1 to 12. You have another pin that, from a distance you throw at the thing like bowling, for example, 10-pin bowling, and... Uh, if you knock over one pin, then you get the point value assigned to that pin. So if you yep. knock over number six yep. by itself, yep. uh, you get six points. If you knock over more than one pin, you get the point value of the amount of pins that you knocked over. Yep. Uh, where this becomes fun and exciting... Okay, so you've got to, like, it's, you're better off knocking one then. Depends what you're sta- what the stage of the game okay, is, really. Okay. You probably just want to hit multiples at the start, yep. and then... Uh, when you need to, it's first to 50 points. Yeah, is you the have wo- to be exactly 50. Exactly yeah. right. So okay. you need to start working out uh, your accuracy later on. But what's in, what makes it interesting is that when pins get knocked over, they just get reset where they are. So yeah, what's, what starts yeah. as a tight triangle of pins yeah. becomes more sparse pretty quickly yeah. and gi- also gives you, it makes it a more difficult shot, but also gives you more chance to... Uh, zone in on uh, what sort of number or number group that you want to hit. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I I wasn't sure how it was going to go down, but people got into it. Yeah. I did nothing. It was great. Yeah, because you were just fresh home. Yeah, we landed off the plane. We looked at the Footscray fireworks. I did invite you to my place when I thought it was going to be a very low-key night. So maybe it's a good thing uh, Mm. you decide not to come across my side of town. so much effort. Steph made jelly shots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, it's been a long time since I've had a jello shot. Uh, yeah, and it's like in classic Steph fashion, not only did she make jello shots, but she found like this glittered jelly. I'm into it. Yeah, but, and then I, I, I gave her a great idea. I upped it. I, she had red. I feel like you're already taking way too much credit for whatever. <laughs> no, no, this was all me, and she would gladly give, you the, give me the credit for this. She had blue glitter jelly yeah. and red glitter jelly, or pink, I guess, as it comes out yeah. as. And I said, idea, how about you make up one color, half fill the shot glasses, put them in the fridge on a 45 degree angle, yeah. let it set. Yeah. Then once it's set, you do the second color yeah. and you fill up the other side of it. So we had these like dual angular color red and blue glitter jelly shots. Yeah, that's pretty that cool. That looked too good to have. Yeah. They looked better than they were because that's what all jelly shots are, I assume, yeah. Yeah. I've only really had jello shots or jelly shots once yeah. in my life. Um, I enjoyed it. They're um, too hard to get out of the g- cup. As, as yeah, far as that was my memory yeah. of that. Those glitter ones, Steph made with just vodka, which I think is the standard way yeah. of making them. But then just as a, like... Just to fill out the numbers, she also bought some orange jelly and made like a spice rum one. Oh, yeah. It looked way more standard and worse than the, fu- the fancy dual color sparkly ones. Tasted way better. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm into spice rum. Is this rum. a jelly shot podcast or yeah. is it a uh, beer <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Well, do we want to take a short break? We've got some meads we're going to drink. Ooh. Uh, Dan at Otter's Promise has lovingly put them on ice for us. What a man. Yeah, we'll come back and we've got uh, other things to discuss. Yeah, that, yeah. And uh, we'll jelly do that shots. while uh, talking some mead. Yeah, all right.
welcome back. Now, we are as, back. As teased, a few more glasses on the table, hey? Yeah, as teased on our last show, we mentioned we'd have some fun meads that we'd be talking about. Who is not going to be excited by that? Um, people might remember our our stalled mead blog. I know Australian blog from uh, Australian mead. Australian from mead, few, yeah. From a few years back, um, the problem we we encountered was there weren't really that many meads. Not a great deal of mead around, yeah. And the ones that were weren't that good. There's a couple of outstanding ones, uh, and some that weren't great, yeah. Um, so we got and this hard to get your hands on, really, and expensive, yeah, real pain. So we got sent these from. Um, Hunter and Hart made uh, Joel Robinson was making them up in Wollongong. I think he is. He might just be Big out gone. of Wollongong. That area. Apologies, Joel, if I uh, if you're slightly Got out the of exact locale incorrect. Um, he there's a really good story in the Illawarra, Mer- Illawarra Mercury written by Glenn Humphreys. Humphreys, uh, our previous guest and good friend. Uh, check it out about these meads. If you Google Hunter and Harp. You'll find them. Shall I tell the listeners what the first one is? Because I think do. All right, let's drink some of the first one. The first one is finger lime sour. It's the first commercially available finger lime mead, locally sourced honey and co-pitching German ale yeast and lactobacillus. Um, with some yeah finger limes, limited to ninety bottles. It's a pretty good balanced flavour profile. Yeah, I agree. There's a real lovely acidity in the front. Yep, probably shared through the lacto and the finger limes. Yep. Um, but it all plays off pretty nicely. Yeah, my my previous problem with a lot of meads is that the honey comes off as a dull, kind of blunted taste. Absolutely. Um, here, I think it dries up really nicely and, and you kind of want to just keep keep diving in. I agree. Um, yeah, it's fermented out quite dry, so it's got that. It's also not... Uh, I b- well, let's have a look at yours. Yours, this one is six point eight percent. So that is a wow. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense in the mead world. A lot of the 14 percent meads can be a bit cloying. But yeah, um, yeah. Yes, yeah, basically a bit I delicate. It's crisp. It's fun. I would be really fun with say like an oyster. Absolutely. Oh, multiple oysters oh, probably. Wouldn't that be a treat? Yeah. Um, the other one, Dave. You've got the notes. Oh, for the yeah, other I one. tried it. This is the saison siege. It's blurring the line uh, between mead and craft beer. It's got some French farmhouse ale yeast, two honey raw varieties, then dry hopped with citra and mosaic. What do you reckon? Uh, I think I probably haven't treated this well enough for right. the citra and mosaic okay. to come across. It stayed out of my fridge for a while in my pantry. Fair call. Um, just it's a little bit heftier. It's just 9.1%. Wow, really? Mm. Okay. It does not taste like 9.1%. Certainly, yeah, it's certainly drier than that. It's nice. It's really nice. I don't, I don't get the the hops and the aroma, but no, as, as it's I said, still I very treated it well. Yeah, true. Um, but I would happily drink this. Yeah, the mead mead gives such such, such a distinct aroma um, from the honey that it's hard to get anything through that. But uh, that's delicate and fun though. I There's like the it. initial kind of I get a some sort of hop flavor. I'm assuming or yeast flavor in the initial taste. Yeah. I think mead would be great with food. Yep. Oysters with the first one, brisket with the second one. Definitely. Uh, or something like um, sticky sticky pork or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really party. Definitely. Really hungry now. Yeah. Hey, so I got into a bit of a Twitter fight. Oh, do tell. I Did don't think I saw it. Oh, okay. So I tweeted about... This is a campaign... 
it's not even really a campaign as such, but um, Stephen Beaumont, the, the beer writer, distinguished author, um, I think he's published like 13 books, he suggested a, a hashtag or a campaign flagship February where we celebrate flagship oh, beers. Oh, okay, yeah, I saw your tweet, but I didn't know any of the story or see any of the follow-up, yeah. Yeah, so there, and the, his, his kind of initial thing wasn't anything. It was kind of similar to your stout float night Yeah. in terms of, hey, here's a thing. Who and knew it was going to turn into the juggernaut that it's yeah. turned into? Stout float night? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then then sort of Forbes wrote an article about it. Um, and, and what, I was guess the, what was the angle of the Forbes article? It was... And here's kind of where I took issue, and, it, and it's not limited to the Forbes article. There's other articles about it. Yep. Where it says, you know, millennials, they're out there just chasing their hype, you know, with their ADD natures. And their laissez-faire attitude, ah, oh, they're so foolish. They need to remember that Sierra Nevada exists. And I, there's been a few articles like that recently. Um, Vine Pear had a similar one that, again, said Vine Pear. Yeah, it's a, a mostly a wine publication out of the US. R- really good. Yep, um, I've never heard of it. Okay, really good articles. Uh, but the, and it said, you know, craft beer drinkers, it's okay to drink the same beer twice. And again. ADD, yep. hyperactive, millennials. Oh, what do they think they're doing? And I, I really hate that attitude. And I hate the language that they use. Um, you know, a millennials is us. How old are you now, Dave? Uh, 32. I'm 35. So We're I bo- think it goes up to 39 millennials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So millennials are about to start turning 40 soon. Yeah. They're no longer the, the kids doing yeah, the TikTok I feel memes. Like it's just, yeah, I, I feel like uh, the... Popular use of the term millennial is not referring to its correct generational yeah, yeah. group. Yeah, and also the fact I that think it's more like uh, those youths. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's real. You know, old man yells at cloud kind of thing. Um, and I'm Don't sure. Don't get into any IP issues over that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> the, kind of the whole hyperactive ADD, ADHD nature of. Um, nature of the kids you know the kids these days are out of control like it's such it's so lazy and I don't know like I don't know if there's any basis in fact like if you think of say young kids drinking beer tons of them are just buying slabs of whatever yeah beer geeks for sure are buying every beer under the sun but I don't think either are representative of the entire market Definitely so, not. So kind of I dis- think there's definitely something to it, but whether it warrants anything like that, yeah, fair enough. It's like a fairly typical uh, developmental cycle of any industry. Yeah, I yeah. I also don't like the fact that it's putting all the blame on the consumer. Like... Craft beer, amazing. These days, I was, look- I was standing in Beer Mash the other day looking in the fridge... And it's nuts. There's Chester King, there's the brewery, there's local sours, there's local IPAs. There's just so many amazing beers. Like, it's quite overwhelmingly, 10 years ago, we would have looked at that. If we look at it now and go, my lord, we are just so spoiled. Then blaming consumers for, like, wanting to enjoy all that. For sure. It's such a weird stance. And I'm not saying Stephen Beaumont did. His, he was certainly wasn't, but these kind of articles. Yeah, yeah, they were sort of spiraled from there. That's yeah. fair enough. But also, we came through a weird time in the Melbourne industry, at least, where we saw 
the the boom up to this point, but we saw when it went from lots of brands having a pale, a golden, a porter, and a stout mm. to some breweries brewing fifty plus beers a year. Mm. So we saw that whole thing, and yep. we were as super geeks. Yeah. We were at one stage where we knew every beer that was coming out locally and did what we could to try it at least. Yeah, yeah. And we experienced what it's like to go, this is out of hand now. I either can't or don't want to do that anymore. Mm. So it's very understandable to know, just as curious people about the industry... Or even just your passion, wanting to experience things, different things that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, or you, maybe you don't like. Yeah, yeah. But just wanting to experience new things. Yeah, it's. And sure, we've gone past that, and now only drink pills now. Yeah, but yeah, but like, I, I feel like beer geeks and the hardcore get such a bad rap, and like, sure, they're deserving. You know, the hard hardcore. You know, yeah, the losers. <laughs> well, the, the guys in America that are paying people to line up and get yeah. their allocation and trade it. Like, yeah, sure, that isn't a fun or cool thing. But, like, the average punter that's like, what is this craft beer thing? Oh, I'm going to try an NEOPA. I'm going to try sour beer. I know what Sierra Nevada's about. I don't really care for that anymore. There is a, an element of shaming them for that. And my, I guess my other issue is, since Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams were the two that were mentioned in these kind of articles... As like, don't forget these guys made yeah, yeah. the scene what it is. That was yeah. Both founders are billionaires. They're literal billionaires. And I don't want to dismiss what Sam Adams and Sierra Nevada have done for the industry. I have no, like, particularly Sierra Nevada, Ken Grossman is probably my most respected, the number one person in sure. the craft beer world. He's done more for beer he started than this. almost anyone else, yeah. But he's a billionaire. I don't need to take pity on his pale <laughs> for not selling. But also, they make... Heaps of different beers. As well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're doing okay. Yeah. I don't actually want to drink Sierra Nevada Pale Ale anymore. Otravers I really like. Couldn't tell you the last time I had a Sierra Nevada beer and went. It's quite I reckon, sweet. I reckon when they, they when they went into those tall boy cans, yep. I bought a four pack and I went, shit yeah, Sierra Nevada Pale in a can. And then by the fourth one, I was like, I think this is not what I like anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. That's fine. It's not a, like, you're not... You're and not I had that recent experience of going to uh, Little Creatures in Fremantle mm. and having a fresh pail and going, holy shit, this tastes a bit like what I expect Sierra Nevada powder taste like. But then I would probably, if I did a session at Little Creatures, I'd probably go to the Pilsner yeah. before long. Um, yeah, stop blaming beer geeks for everything. And also, the youth of today, they're probably never going to own a house, for the most part. They're probably going to die in horrible global warming. Billionaires are going to rule the world. Fascism is on the rise. So you should be a billionaire. That's what you should be. Yeah, yeah, just become a billionaire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm speaking directly to you now, youth. Um... Let them fucking enjoy a parfait sour. Like, as garbage as that is. Or, don't tell them what to enjoy. Yeah. Let them figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it's fine. They're going to... 
they're going to die an early death in a fiery... Before that happens, they're going to settle into a cycle of what they like. Yeah. So just let them figure it out. <laughs> Do you know why you love Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams? Because you've tried lots of stuff and realised that you like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop, yeah, let's stop criticising people that like... Like to try things. Imagine standing at the end, at the exit of a, ro- or at the entrance of a roller coaster, and going, you go up a little bit, and then you go to the left, and then you go down a bit. Trust me, just don't even worry about it. There's a couple of ups and downs. Just stay on the ground. Yeah. The loop that you was upside down. Analogy, it's yeah. fine. Look, but if you do it four or five times, you'll get sick. So maybe you just go on a straight line. Hey, trust me, I've been on that one like seven times. Yeah. Just stay down here. It's fine. Um, Dave, I, I love that analogy. Uh, I stuff. did not enjoy it that much, but ah, beautiful stuff. But we've currently got three different glasses of stuff in front of it. So. Um, coming back to the mead, this fingerline mead, it's lovely. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something sort of savoury about the whole experience. Not any one um, part of the profile. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it though. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out a little bit. Yeah. I think it is that mead finish that, yeah. that sometimes I don't like if it's too heavy, which is uh, my description was dull, I guess, savory. Yeah. Um, but it's still kind of light and. Yeah, well, in this case, it's the, the, yeah. the finger lime and the sourness helps. Um, yeah. The farmhouse one is such a round, smooth profile that I really like it, which is it's like dangerous because it does not drink like a nine percent anything mm. i had the blackberry one uh one day i think i might have been watching the cricket um emma was sitting next to me who hates mead she is like what does she hate about mead though i think it's the, the finish that i yeah. find sometimes annoying i find it hard to really like know what anyone means by that given how little yeah, yeah. there is around yeah she um she loved the blackberry she was messing with it and i was it was a hot day Sipping it on the couch was just was really works. nice. Yeah, cool. Um, it's fun, I guess. I, I really hope drinks like this find a space because they probably have to target a wine list. Yeah, you need to get something with food. You need to get it in the hands of people that can sell it. Yeah, like I guess sitting on a shelf at bottle shops probably not going to sell. Um, it's got to be paired with some. Beef tartare or something like that. Mm. Mm. Um, do we want to take a short break? Sure. And then we'll come back and do some recommendations and wrap Love up. It. Welcome back. We are back. Let's do some recommendations. Love to. What do you want to start with? I'll do a non... Uh, I'll do a beer. A beer? Go yeah. for it. Uh, so over the Christmas break, I stopped into Good Heavens in the city, which yep. is the Fancy Hanks rooftop bar, uh, Burke Street here in Melbourne. Um, really, really good time. Sunny day, rooftop. Uh, and I had a Wolf of the Willows Pacific Sour. And damn, it was good. Have you tried it? No, I haven't yet. Oh, so good. Like kind of beer you have a couple of sips of and immediately know that you want a six that, pack of that's it. That's all yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Really enjoyable. Just, 
I mean, we talked about Wolf of the Willows in the last the last sort of wrap up show for last year. Yeah. And how much they've been killing it lately. Yeah. Um, and that was a, yeah. They didn't win anything though, did they? They win anything? No, they didn't. Uh, I think Will had them pegged for a couple of things, yeah. but not not quite over the line. But yeah, that Pacific Sour. Had I had that prior to that show, that might have might have slipped into somewhere. Chat, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna do another one that was mentioned in the last show, but. Uh, I talked about the Carwin Sellers Canvent calendar. Yeah. Uh, which this year was a fun turn because they, it was all unique beers. Like they hadn't been re- released prior to the Canvent. Um, and like, we're suckers for Stomping Ground, but their Imperial Ned. Oh, yeah. The. Uh, IPL or double IPL is the I think Ned is the IPL so it must have been double IPL I thought it was like a red ale or something no it's the India Pale Lager right yeah uh, and it is just everything I want from an IPA like just a l- lager yeast clean malt bill big hops I think I said in the last show that where I don't like the Robert the Ned is right in my wheelhouse and if that's ever, I mean they it was packaged in cans for the can vent I don't know what sort of run it had um, mm. after that, but I'm sure now and again, if you go to the tap room, it'll be around, but just drink it because it's so good. Before we stop talking about beer, the Gab's Hottest 100 is about to happen. Yeah, when does it close? Is it closed already? Close today. Close yeah. today? So by the time you listen to it, it's closed. Too late. Um, yeah, I think I'll be l- I'm looking forward to seeing some snarky comments online that I can... Turn into a classic post? post? Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, other than that, good luck to everyone that we know. Do you reckon of. it's going to be another shift in the predictability this year? It's hard to know. It is, isn't it? It's an interesting one to follow. Yeah, this year might be because you know what? These millennials with their ADD, ADD, yeah, they're driven by hype. They don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, really. I'm actually really looking forward to settling in. Um, it's happening on the Sunday this year. They decided to change it from Invasion Day. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Get excited. Yeah. It's always. It's. It is always fun. Like the. Whenever I like don't think about it and then realize it's happening, I like just madly look through Twitter to try and find all the posts that update what the yeah yeah little batches of ten results yeah, they name yeah. out is. Yeah. It's yeah. always good fun. Yeah. Um. I think Bruce News are doing a live podcast for the day, and no doubt, obviously, Crafty Pint will be doing. Something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they'll do their they'll updates for the day. Updates, yeah. So, yeah, check them out. Um, and we'll wrap it up with some mediocre commentary. No, I some would great commentary. So. All right. Sparkling commentary. Sure. I mean, Tw- I always would under-promise, over-deliver. 2019 uh, the year that Luke and Dave... Over-promise, under-deliver. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you want a non-beer recommendation? Sure. Uh, I mean, I emailed you a couple of days ago expecting that you were already involved. Turns out you weren't. So I, I said that you want one and you're going into yours. Oh, I thought you wanted me to no, go no, into no. it. No, no, no. I'm letting you finish. Oh, please, start yours then. Um, I'll restart my yeah, later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine uh, is a Netflix show that has been popping up on Netflix for three or four years now. Oh, okay. Uh, we've all scrolled over it. None of us have watched it. Turns out it's really good. Uh, it's called Shit's Creek. Shifts Creek. Shits, shit. Shits Creek. Yep, S-C-H-I-T-T-S. Uh, written and starring Eugene Levy, who you'd know from American yeah. Pie. 
he's pretty much playing that kind of dad character sure, of again. Of course he is, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know him mostly from Greg the Bunny. Which from is what? A Greg the Bunny. Okay. Have you ever seen that? Show in the 90s. I think it was Seth Green was in it as well, playing his son. It was in a universe. Speaking of Seth Green and sons, you want to know a fun tidbit? Yeah. Uh, Scott Evil was first basically promised to Colin Quinn yeah, as a yeah. role. Yeah. And he turned it down, which is, I mean, it's funny on so many levels. Yeah. But I think Colin Quinn's significantly older than Michael yeah. Myers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it would have been a hilarious. It w- anyway. It would not have worked. No. <laughs> I mean, it would have worked. For the comedy, but uh, I think they got it right though in the end. Yeah, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. So Eugene Levy um, is shades of Arrested Development, shades of just a good kind of sitcom you'll randomly find late night. How many seasons have you got? I think there's up to five. Oh shit! So you can okay. really oh, like. Oh hey, shit! <laughs> Shit's Creek. Um, it'll take a while. Uh, it takes probably th- two or three episodes to okay. get into it, but they're twenty minute episodes, so it's like. Do they have a paddle? No, not no? yet. No. So they're still without a paddle? No, but okay. look, the name. Who knows? A pun. Okay. It's definitely a pun. Okay. What do you got, Dave? Uh, Go into your spiel again. Yeah, sure. I emailed, I mean, I'm a recent convert. I was spending $65 a month on Foxtel for years purely to watch sport. Like a sucker. Absolutely. Uh, purely to watch sport. Um, Fairly recently, my recommendation, KO Sports, has come up. Um, even though it's a new service, I feel like I waited way too long. Yeah. At least one building cycle of Foxtel. Um, and it's a sports streaming service that is pretty new. You can get a 14-day free trial that I strongly recommend checking out. Um, they've partnered with Foxtel. I thought it was Foxtel. Could be, yeah. But they, when I called to cancel Foxtel, c- citing KO as my reason for cancelling, they were still pretty desperate to try and keep me on. Okay, so like, it might not be them who are owning it, but they do. They are using all their, um, all the channels that they subscribe yeah, to. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's under the Fox banner somewhere down the line. But um, it's fantastic. It's Great. They've got shows, they've got live sport, you can watch it all delayed, um, you can watch it picture-in-picture, uh, picture. the service is pretty good. What ever happened to picture-in-picture? Picture? I like, feel like it's Remember TVs used to have them all the time? Yeah, I feel and like... And now they don't have them. Yeah, I think that the, the revelation of that technology was mind-blowing, and then when the practicality of it came into question, it was like, oh, I don't actually want to do that. That's not actually that interesting to me. Because I'll be sitting there and I'll be watching the cricket, for example, and the tennis might be on every channel. And I'll be like, oh, quick ad break in the cricket, drinks, whatever. Flick over the tennis. I want to know when the cricket's back on. Picture in picture would solve that for me. Sure. And that is what the functionality practically is. Great. And that's just limited to the amount of people that want to watch two simultaneous sports events at the same time. So while it's exactly what that is, I don't think it's it warrants the excitement that holy yeah, shit, picture-in-picture okay. picture technology yeah, okay, had in yep. the first place. Yeah. Um, but it's so good. The uh, quality, like, because I am really finicky about 
high definition. I used to work in audio video. I can't handle standard definition sports. Mm. That was one of the queries I had about it. So bef like I tried it before I canceled Foxtel. It's perfect. Um, perfect. I mean, it doesn't do 4K, but I never went onto the 4K channel in Fox Sports. So yeah, like, yeah. I'm not missing out on anything yet. And I'm sure that they'll develop that technology when it's warranted. It's still very, very new. Uh, they've got... Uh, they haven't got any smart TV apps yet. That can't be far away. But so do you? Are, are you able to? You can't stream it to your TV. I absolutely can. I can okay. do it through my Xbox, yep. through the uh, Internet Explorer thing, straight yep. to my TV. Fine. I got a friend of mine who got it earlier than I did, and I said, "How do you watch it on TV?" And he said he does it on the app, and then Apple TVs it to his TV. And yep. I said. So it doesn't work if you do it through your games console. And he went, oh, shit. <laughs> and that works perfectly. And it's great. So I'm assuming um, it's compatible with Chromecast as well, which I've, is what I, I it use. It definitely so is. Yeah, yeah that's, part awesome. of the, that's part of the website. Um, spiel. So I could not recommend it more to anyone. So Excellent. And it's fun just to, like, log on. Like, just to, just to show people at work what yeah. it's like. I logged on just to see what was going at that time. It was live. And I found chess boxing, yep. lightsaber duels, yep. and college cornhole. And I was like, if that doesn't excite you, then... Yeah, I'm very excited right chess now. Chess boxing is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, I kind of find chess boxing dumb. I can't believe you've heard of it. I'd never heard of it until... Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah, it was kind of a thing. I mean, being a Wu-Tang flan... A Wu-Tang flan? Yeah, I've had that dessert. It's not bad. Yeah. Wu-Tang flan ain't nothing to... Whatever. Yeah. Um... So the, the mystery of chess boxing is probably their best song. Okay. The what? Their best song. No, no. What's the song called? Oh, the mystery of chess boxing. The mystery. Yeah. Da. Oh, da mystery. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I think it's their best song. Yeah, it is. It is. At me with your favorite Wu Tang song. Sure. I think that is. Uh, I hope you realize that outside of Wu Tang Clan, no one's heard of chess boxing. Well, before. I mean, they didn't invent it, and then it, then people made it a thing. I don't know. They popularized it, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, if you're on a hip-hop forum or if you're on a whatever, it'll pop, it used to pop up a few years ago. I think it's stupid, but... Sure. Of course it is. Yeah. My <laughs> first experience of it was flicking it on live and there's two like jacked dudes in their boxing garb and gloves like sitting like uh, the thinker pondering chess moves in a chess, in a boxing ring. Yeah. And then a bell goes and the table gets moved and they get moved to their corner and they start boxing. There must be an adrenaline, like, I get the... Adrenaline control is probably yeah, what it yeah, is. Like yeah. After you've been hit 40 times, you have to then compose yourself and make the right well, moves. That's like um, the cross-country skiing they do, where you've got to shoot a target. The, uh, do, uh, do you the pentathlon? No, no, what's the shooting? The pentathlon, is it? Mm, Whatever it is, yeah. The, the winter duathlon is that. And so you do a cross-country ski... Which is so boring to watch, but I'm sure they um, they they get a body workout. Their core yeah. oh, must be insane. Sure. Yeah. And then you got to pew, shoot a target. It's got to be hard. It's a crazy world out there. Dave, if people wanted to find you on the internet, how they would they do that? Get at me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at MelbDave. Uh, how about you? Get me at Ale of a Time. Oh, um, in front of you, Dave, you've got a lucky guide. I do. Uh, Melbourne Craft Beer Bar Guide. Talk to uh, me about it. Which has just come out. 
you can buy it at kind of bookshops and bars and many other places. Um, I a while ago there used to be these city guides to Melbourne that came in a little. Oh, I think they're called hidden bar guides. Okay. Came in a little cigarette style packet. Uh, this is the same same people behind it. Uh, they've changed the name to Lucky. So it's a guide to cra- Melbourne craft beer bars. I think they've got a wine bar one. They've got a cocktail one. Oh yeah, that's fine. Um, I used to have the hidden hidden secret ones years ago when I first moved here. It was really cool. Like. When, you and know, I like, like playing cards that have little information about... Yeah, it's yeah. got all, like maybe 50 or 60 words about the the brewery or the bar or the, the brewery or whatever. So we used to use it for when Emma and I first started dating and it'd be like, oh, we'll choose something out of this. Perfect. Um, so I wrote, I think, 13 or 14 of them in this this one. So yeah, it's a little guide to Melbourne. I Good gift if you've got people that have just moved to Melbourne. And definitely, like, for a uh, help with dating, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just something different. There's no pressure on either of you because no one made the decision. It's the, the book that made the decision, the, the guide. Pick a card, any card. Yeah. yeah. Um, also buy my book, still in bookshops. Keg, bottle, can. What's going on with Patreon this year? Oh, uh, I got a line on some someone that is an engineer that works in the field of glitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did talk about uh, not on. How busy are they? I don't think Glitter is their full-time job. Okay. Look, I, I got it at my um, my therapist. Her office is really hippie E. It's a, kind of a co-op kind of situation. And there was a glitter, like a rave glitter flyer. Okay. Like if you want to go to a, a rave and you want some sweet glitter to put on your body, this is like the dopest shit you can okay. get. And the lady behind the counter, I was looking at it and she's like, oh, that lady's great. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm kind of curious to find someone that can do us glitter that we can put in a beer that will stay in suspension sure. for our Patreon package sure yeah um Patreon spoiler alert you might glitter, get a glitter beer glitter package yep that can be what we call it yep good um and then we got chatting and she knows them so she's giving me her number so we might get some glitter going on if not but people want to go to a rave and want to glitter up I'll hit us up get me get at me I've got I've got her number she'll hook you up uh I've been putting up new content on Instead of the blog, it's all going on the Patreon. Smart. Uh, so if you want pretty much weekly content, written content, check out the Patreon. I was going to organise a screening of the Warriors at a brewery somewhere. Um, it's the Warriors' 40th anniversary coming up. My favourite movie of all time. Uh, unfortunately, I've got stuff on that night, so I can't do it. But What well, night, though? 1st of February. Oh, you mean the actual anniversary? Yeah, yeah. Surely yeah. we can do that any time though, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So maybe we'll organise something like that. We need to get some sort of event happening. Every beer is made with warrior hops. Yeah, it's good. I love that. It's yeah. not good. Wow. So it's limited. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll, we'll work. Like, I've got big ideas after the Christmas break. Very good. Glitter, the warriors, all stuff that we love. If that doesn't entice you, then I don't know what will. Uh, tune into the Hypothetical Institute as well for some conspiracy news. We've just finished talking about skinwalkers. Some what? Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Aren't we all skinwalkers? Wow. Well, Tune in to find out. Foolish I guess. Dave. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>